What's up, everybody? Oh, yeah. Yo, welcome to the Tech of More. Guys, so glad that you're taking a minute to hang out with us. We've been hitting some bangers lately. We have been. We've been some good ones. Yeah, we've been talking about all the things, all the tension, all the struggle, all the fight between where we are and where we want to be and right. what it takes to get there. We're officially in Texas heat. Oh, my word. It is humid it's, and hot today. It's here. I might be glistening. Am I glistening? Uh, it's it's a good glow. Yeah, it's oh, okay. a good glow. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. got a little uh, mini treadmill in my office. Yeah? It's like, a, yeah. it doesn't have like a handle on it. So I put it on my desk. A walking treadmill. Walking treadmill. So I'll put it on my desk and my desk goes, you know, it goes up and down. Yes. And so I've been writing my Mother's Day message. You're watching this after Mother's Day, but I've been working on my Mother's Day message walking. And so, you know. I'm like, dude, I gotta pump it up. So I went faster. Now I'm like, Ugh. you said to me, I've been walking, and I thought you meant you were like walking around the building. And I thought, why are you doing that, bro? It's hot. No, but no, now no. I understand. In yeah. my office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But you know, this building is 1970 something, yeah. so the air conditioning works. Ish. But like, there are certain rooms <laughs> that like it right. takes a second to really kind of get it kicked. It's like swimming in a swimming pool. You got like cold spots and warm spots. It's like no, that. that's but, you just swimmed in some pee. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> what basically happened. like that. So. Today, uh, again, like always, conversation between two friends. Oh, where I thought we you were are. done. We were. I thought we were done with the intro. Oh, well, but I, no, do it. Hit it. Oh yeah. Well, where we want to be. And so today, <laughs> I'm just saying. So today, I was trying to figure out how to get in what we're talking about. Whitney is the transition master. Uh, today, what are we going to talk about? Uh, we're talking about the tug of more. We're always talking about the tug of more. Today, we're going to talk about <laughs> our more. What? Where you are, <laughs> where you want to be. Whitney went and got her hair fixed today. I did. Fixed. And that is the accurate word for it. Because I have been letting it grow to get healthy. And so my roots were so long. My girl Tiffany, I referenced her in a, a message at our Sisterhood or More, our women's conference. And she said, girl, you can't be doing that when your roots be looking as bad as they did. She said, you are bad advertisement. You're bad for me. advertisement. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's that a girl is, thing. We also had Tiffany in the last episode yes, podcast hitting the pinata, pinata spice. Yeah. Did she talk about that? She talked to me about it. You know what she told me? She, did she watch this tug of more? Yeah, she watched this tug of more. Better, better my, be watching. My it. girl Tiffany be tugging into more like nobody I ever seen before. She's doing good, 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 good. But she said, I'm a little disappointed in y'all. Why? Because when we did the pinata video, when she, first she said, Y'all be acting like it's crazy. She said, girl, that's just a Mexican birthday party. Like, no, I never see always... nothing like that. I've been alive 40 years. I never see nobody act like that at no pinata. <laughs> she said, that's a regular uh, pinata, a regular birthday. She said, Jose be like, that's my girl. That's my girl. <laughs> she said, y'all are like, watch out, Jose. <laughs> so anyway, it's funny. It's funny. Dude, we've got so many things happening. So many things. You've been dripping so much. I've been getting text messages that say, Pastor is dripping like crazy. Like, hey, dripping listen, on, dripping on, dripping. It's because I'm about to tell everybody that they've got to be uh, at a spe special Sunday. That's right. Should I just say it now? Yeah, they, they got to be at church this coming Sunday. Yeah, what's the date? Yeah, no, this will be this will be the, sun, the Tuesday in between Mother's Day and the 21st, and they got to be at church on the 21st. All right, there it is. Heard it here first. Look, his You're, face got anxious. Like, what if we're not going to announce it on the 21st? You, I'm speaking we're gonna, it. We're going to have one service. That's right. 10 a.m. So we have a 9, 15, and 11. But on the 21st, we're going to have one service, bring everybody together. That's right. Because we have the biggest announcement in the history of Moore Church. Yes. You better get your butt there. You get your be grandma. There. And if you're not, bring you're all the not, haters, bring them all. Bring Let all everybody haters, come and hear what's motivators. happening. Hey, and if you're not, if you are on the tug team, but you're part of another church, that's awesome. Go to your church, but you better check it out online right afterward. Cause you know, you better know. buy a ticket and fly your butt here. Well, that's true too. Okay. If they're, if they're uh, able to take the day off. So yeah, we've been dripping cause okay. lots of stuff is happening. So exciting. Enrique, so Enrique, every minute walks him off. Say dog, let me holler at you for five minutes. Say dog. <laughs> He got something to say. It's good. So yeah, Enrique's been carrying the load too. I don't. We we give him a shout out on Tugamore, but we should. Let's do like it. we're so grateful for Enrique and all that he's carried. We have felt lighter in this season because he's been carrying a heavy load. And so you know, if you are a pastor, a leader, someone who has an organization, and you have a team, you better empower your team because you don't even know. You don't even know what all more you can accomplish when you have a mighty team around you that helps. Give it away. Yeah. Give yeah. something away. Can you do it? Sure. But can somebody else? Yeah. It's that song. Give it away. Give it away. Give it away. Give it away. Now. Give it away now. Who Mary, is that? I don't know. I thought you would know it. That's well, you. Because I'm about to give it. Oh, it's like, I don't know. Is it huh? a Beastie Boys? No. No. It's I don't know. like See, a. 
Fred Durst or oh, somebody. Okay, well, it's somebody like somebody that. Somebody that we shouldn't we shouldn't uh, <laughs> pronounce Dude, he, out loud. He, 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 Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, that's oh, it right. Is the, it is the peppers. Right. That's who it is. I came home once with a pepper CD, and my mom broke in half, threw it away. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, Red Hot. You know, speaking of that, and a Nirvana hot. one. I had a Nirvana one well, with, Nirvana the, for sure. with the naked baby on it. Nine Inch Nails and all the, that's like that genre. That's bad. Those are all inappropriate, right? Whoa. Isn't it? I don't know. I, I mean, don't know. it's not any more appropriate than... Uh, but the Red Hot Chili Peppers are my jam in the summer. Like you said, it's hot. Yeah. Like, yeah. Californication. We got to we gotta listen to that. So, but what are we actually talking about today? Okay. So, uh... Uh, as I'm prepping for my message, there's oh, yeah, just yeah, this yeah. idea that I've been chewing on that's kind of been coming into my mind a whole bunch. Yeah, let's talk You know, about tug of more, where you are and where you want to be, but unless you have a direction that you're tugging into, unless you have a real vision for like who you want to become, what you want to accomplish, then what are you running so hard at? Right, right. Uh, I think that we have to really choose who we want to become. Well, we don't have direction for where we're running if we don't have vision. You know, our context is the Bible, yeah. like we're pastors. And so in the Bible, it says that without vision, the people perish. Yeah. And like, I remember hearing that as a kid, like, oh my word, we're going to die if yeah. we don't have vision. But the truth is, yeah, we're not going to ever accomplish. We're not going to grow into all that we are called to grow into if we don't have real vision for our life. So you have to be able to visualize your more. Yeah. Yeah. What is the more that you want to get to? A dream without a plan is just a dream. Right. No, it's good. But like, okay, what's the dream? What's the thing that you want to do? What are the incremental growth steps that you want to be able to take? Yeah. And then like get a, get a vision for that. So like for me, when I close my eyes and I see myself at 45, I'm 41 right now. I, I know what I want to be at 45. Yeah. I know what I want to be at 50. Yeah. I know what I want to be at 60. I have like a, a very clear picture of not only what I want to be, what I want me and Rachel to be. Right. What I want my kids to grow into, what I want the church to become. Right. And like, I think that sometimes people don't tug into more because they just, they just don't even know what that would look like. Yeah. They don't have a picture. And then it kind of ties back into this, one of our previous episodes about how you're just complacent or good enough or it's yeah. okay. Yeah. And we just live, it's okay. And yeah. if you're just, everything's okay, then you don't have a vision for the future. Yeah, that episode of peace and confrontation is what yeah. we talk about. But yeah, I think that, I think that sometimes um, as believers, people who follow Jesus, sometimes maybe we think, oh, I'm just gonna follow God's will for my life. I don't have to visualize, visualization. Isn't that what secular people do that they will it to happen, no. blah, blah, But you know, the Bible does say, uh, that man makes his plans, but God directs his steps. Yeah. But we still have to make some plans. Yeah, yeah I'm not we talking about- We still have to like actually get direction for our life and yeah. be able to then see it. And, and God may change it or shift it, but we got to start running in that direction. Yeah. And, and if we are followers of Christ, chances are good that vision, that direction is from God in the first place. Right. And so we're, we're running into what we believe he has for us. And it's a super important thing. Visualizing more is not- um, you know, lay on the floor, you know, with a crystal on your forehead and with a gong playing and it's drinking, fair. drinking kombucha or whatever. Right? It's not That's, the manifestation no, 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 that no, people talk no. about. I'm right. saying like, it's, it's understanding and believing right. that you can do something great. Absolutely. That you are not just going to be, um, at the same level doing the same thing for your whole life. Like right. I hope that my son is more mature than he is now in 10 years. Right, for sure. Right? right. He's eight. Because he's eight, right. So I sure hope that at the time he's 18, he has picked up a lot of wisdom and a lot of maturity and a little height and some muscle. I hope that he's grown. Yeah. But what about us? Right. Like, what about our 10-year plan? What about what we, like, I so think- no, visualize is not like you have to get a back rub, you know what I mean? And like, <laughs> and like eat dandelions or something. No, no, I'm no. saying like, When's the last time that we really sat down and talked to God and said, like, God, what okay, do you have where do, what do I need to charge into? Right. What, what do you want me to accomplish? Well, I think that as young people, like in school, and uh, mm-hmm. there's like different benchmarks for us as young kids and even as young adults, 
first house? When do we get married? These things that like we're we're cheat we're like stretching for That's these true. certain goals. I'm gonna graduate from high school. Yeah, I'm gonna graduate from college. I'm yeah. gonna get my first job. I'm gonna put a down payment on a house. I'm gonna find someone to marry. I'm gonna have my first kid. But then after that, it's kind of all up for your own interpretation of the life that you want. Yeah. Like these are some like human standard goals that we all have. But then what happens, it's what you've talked about before, how like when we go to school, the bell rings and it yeah. tells us when to be in first period, when to yeah. be in second period. When that goes away, when football players no longer have a coach blowing the whistle for football practice, like unless you're intentional, then the rest of your life is just kind of up to you. Right. And that means it's up to you to get a vision and to really set some goals for yourself. And so, I mean, I think there's lots we can talk about as it relates to that, but I know for you and I, we're naturally goal oriented. Yeah. You and I are naturally the people who sit down at our birthdays, at New Year's, yeah. at Christmas, at whatever time, benchmarks in the year, in our, on our anniversaries, I imagine you probably do, yeah. I know we do, and sit and say like, what was great about this last year? And what do we want for this next year? What do we want to learn, accomplish, right. step into? Yeah. All that. Yeah. You know, if Rachel were here, she would talk about this. Uh, you know, Rachel grew up in a pretty, like, traumatic life. Upbringing, yeah. Upbringing, like, with her family and, like, poverty and homelessness and abandonment and, like, yeah. abuse. Like, Rachel grew up in a lot of real heavy, real heavy story. And when we first got married, she would, she would say to me, uh, she'd say, Tristan, this is the nicest couch I've ever owned. Mm -hmm. These are the nicest plates I've ever owned. Yeah. This is the nicest set of cups I've ever owned. This is the nicest house right. that I've ever lived in. This is the nicest shirt I've ever, like. Right. And it felt like, like um, her first year when Rachel came with me home to visit my parents in Michigan mm -hmm. and my mom got her a bunch of Christmas gifts, Rachel sat there kind of like, shell shock right because she had never experienced that yeah and so for a lot of years for rach she was living that okay life mm -hmm. yeah this is great like right. i've made it i've it's made it better than i ever expected for it's myself. better than i expected yeah and when you and like i remember when we were planning our wedding she said um you know i never thought about my wedding dress mm, right i never thought about it because when you live in like when you come up in a traumatic situation you don't set future, right? You're not going to have a white wedding, right? You're going to be dead by the time you're 17. Right, like right, you right. don't, you don't think that far ahead. And like, I remember in our early years of marriage, that was a struggle for her mm -hmm. to be able to see who she could step in to become. Yeah. Yeah. No. And like, I think we all have different places and spaces in our life where we have to look at and evaluate oh maybe i'm just so it's that comfortability again or yeah maybe i didn't have vision for it because i didn't know better right. part of why she didn't know she didn't have vision for it's because she didn't see that modeled for her she right. didn't see other people with goals and vision around her and i think in different areas of life for me like growing up in the house i did there wasn't a lot of like um uh, yeah, job goal oriented, like achievement, like that was in front of me. And so for many years, it was just like, I just paying the bills is enough, like paying, yeah, exactly paying our mortgage is enough. And then realizing, oh, wait, it's not just that I want to be able to make enough money to have the the house I want or the things I want or the car I want or go on a vacation. I want to live a life that's fulfilled. I want right. the well, job I have to be fulfilling me. I want my yeah. purpose to matter. And like, sometimes it just, you have to look at your life and go, wait, what wasn't modeled for me? And then what do I want yeah. differently for me? I yeah. think having kids for me really shifted that because I wanted more for them. Yeah. Sometimes we're not good at seeing it for ourselves. Maybe yeah. that's due to our trauma. I have no idea why, but when you get other little people you care about, sometimes maybe you don't have the like oomph in you to be goal oriented for you. Well, be goal oriented for the next generation. Yeah. Like allow yourself to be pushed into more. No, it's really good. Uh, yeah, fortunately for me growing up, my parents were always like putting that idea in my head of yeah. what I could become. Yeah. And like anywhere we went. Right. If we were at a, a museum, my mom would say, you can do that. Yeah. I'm like I can be Albert Einstein and invent the light bulb. 
<laughs> you can do that. Do that. We go to the monster truck show with my dad. I'm like, look at Gravedigger. My dad's like, you can drive that. Yeah. And yeah. like, that's absurd. Mm-hmm. But you can. Mm-hmm. And so there was this like idea right. that, you know, parents say, my kid can be the president of the United States yeah. of America. But like, you I really believe I could. believed that junk until I was 30. <laughs> yeah. And I kind of even think now. <laughs> If you tried hard enough. If I really shifted everything, <laughs> let's go. Trustin right. 2054. Okay. All right. I don't even know if that's a I don't even know if that's year, a year that's and good. I'm definitely not doing it. <laughs> but like, right. I think that there's a, that there's a, a childhood piece right. that's like believing in yourself yeah. that you can accomplish more, that you can really step into something. And so you have to visualize that. And you brought up a really good point that if you don't have that in you, then you have to expose yourself to things right. bigger than you. For sure. I just, this last week, um, was gone Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Yeah. And I flew to, uh, well, I flew to Atlanta, Georgia, yeah. and then I drove to Gainesville, which is um, where Free Chapel Church yeah. is located. Um, their lead pastor is a guy named Jensen Franklin. He's a guy that I've watched for years. Right. Listened to, been encouraged by, been, dude, he's like had messages that have been like pivot points for yeah. me. You know? He's the man. He's the man. <laughs> and so I, I, uh, I follow their podcast, his yeah. podcast. And uh, they said that they were doing a live podcast recording and they wanted to invite pastors to come to it. Right. And I was like, get me a ticket. Yeah. And so I went and walked around this church that's much more influential than ours. Right. Bigger. Yeah. It's it's a church that's kind of in the middle of nowhere. You and Aaron I was went to say, Rachel It's not the first time ago. we've been there. We yeah. went there in 2018. 18. Yeah. Here's a picture of us with Jensen. Oh, and here's one of me with him in his kitchen. And so, and so he invited pastors to go. And dude, I walked around and was just inspired. Yeah. Inspired by how they serve single mothers inspired that they are in the middle of nowhere, but yet they have a 5,000 seat auditorium that is packed twice inspired by the fact that, that they have people in their church that just get free breakfast every Sunday because that's their need Mm -hmm. inspired that there are 75 year old men in the parking lot smiling. Yeah. And then we go to the podcast inspired. They have 10 camera shots. We have three, so no, we're we like, three, you know, we're still doing good. But they have a jib. A jib is a thing that you hang a camera on and it has a long, like, 20-foot arm. Yeah. Dude, on a, and like... Is that where they film all of the podcasts or just no, that one? No, just that one because it was okay. live, yeah, yeah. live studio so audience. I didn't ask you. But all, all I'm saying is if you don't know your next, like, uh, step, yeah. if you don't know what the vision for your life could be, yep. put yourself somewhere expose yourself into something that you know what you want to be like and get inspired and get inspired not insecure or intimidated yep we are good at this sometimes <laughs> it's it's so easy to sit there and right. look at all they are and all i'm not exactly and not turn it into right. vision for yourself no, as you're talking about it i'm like you know what we have learned to be inspired because in the beginning when we would put ourselves in big places we would get intimidated we would yeah. get insecure we would see where we are we would see how far we wanted to like where we wanted to be and how far away that was the gap and is the gap insurmountable. between it would cause us to be insecure intimidated overwhelmed all yeah. these words where instead we learn no if we'll just be inspired by it we may not be able to get there tomorrow but we can get here and here and here and so think about where we were in yeah. 2018 when we went there oh dude versus where we are today yeah when you just went there again yeah we have come super far leaps so far. and bounds and have taken though we're not anything like them they're still vastly more yeah. uh, influential and huge and numbers and budgets and all the words mm-hmm. than we are there have been so many pieces from them that we were able to be inspired to do and use in our context yeah that pushed us into more. Yeah. And uh, man, I think that's such a great tool to be inspired, not insecure. Be inspired, not intimidated. Yeah. And I think a lot of people don't set vision because of those reasons. Well, because it's easier to just be like, well, must be nice 
Right. They're easy. They got it easy. It's hard for me. We don't, you don't know their story. Yep. Uh, and, and it's not just <clears throat> organizationally. No. It's in your marriage. Right. Like if your parents were losers, okay, find another couple that you can just look at and be inspired by. I had a guy in the church come up to me one week. Um, I was getting ready to go up and preach and Rachel just put her hand on my back. Yep. And like, was like scratching my back slash like praying before I went up to preach. And a guy came up and he was like, man, I wish my wife would do that. <laughs> and I was like, well, I gave her a back rub yesterday. Hmm. The, this morning before I left the house, the garbage disposal was broke. So you know what I did? Fixed it. Fixed the garbage. So like, <clears throat> I'm saying, if you see a marriage that is inspiring mm -hmm. you, don't get intimidated no, by I it just... or think you can't get there. Just like start to steal their traits. Right. Whitney and Aaron be traveling all over the place. Rachel and I are not natural travelers. We are not good at it. We don't budget money for it. We don't, I don't know why it's our bringing. We did not vacation, right. right? but we watch this trait in our friends yeah. that inspired us right. and they go, what do y'all call them? Barth adventures. Yeah. Yeah. Another Barth, another adventure. Barth adventure. And so, you know, what we want to do, we want to have, take some adventures. Yeah. Now they might not be as cool or as often because it's still not as of a big a deal right. and our kids aren't as old. Right. Right. I was going to say it's but, transitioned but over look the years. at something you want to get better at. Yeah. No, and and make a vision for yourself. Well, you just said two things that are like super important. One is you can't compare your right now to our right now. Yes. Because your kids are 10 years behind where our kids are age wise. Yeah. yeah. And so like uh, when, when our kids were your kids age, that's what our vacations looked like. Right. Very different and yeah. unique. But then um, the, the idea that you don't know the whole journey, you don't know the whole story. Somebody nope. this week said to me, uh, I shared, I spoke last Sunday and I shared a, uh, uh, a, st a story of our journey when we were in our like thirties, like late twenties and Who, early thirties. Me and Aaron about yeah. Aaron and transition and like he had been in one job, transitioned to another, answered prayer, but was still not good and not wonderful experience. And they they said to me, "Hey, thanks for sharing that. You know, I've always looked at you and you talk about well, I was this teen mom because I I had my son like when I was nineteen, married at eighteen, son at nineteen, and she's like, you know, I always have all this." grace for when you tell these stories about how you messed up or how you feel like you failed or how, because I'm like, well, yeah, you were 19, but you've now had it all together for all this time. And she's like, I didn't realize you went through hard seasons in right. your, in your twenties and thirties. And I was like, girl, we all go through seasons. Like, yeah. but she's like, forgive me for judging that. Yeah. And like, we can easily judge people where they're at today mm -hmm. and not realize that they've actually been on a journey for 20 years. Jensen Franklin is incredible. Yeah. His leadership is incredible. Mm -hmm. But I promise you, because I know his heart, when you sit down to talk with him, he will tell you mistakes he made 15 years ago and five years ago. 100%. Be he because we're all just people. And he tells a story while we're there. They've got, I don't know how many campuses and doing all these things. And he told the story about how when he became the pastor of that church, he was the only employee for like three years. Wow. Right. Wow. So you look at this place that now has, I don't know, 100 employees or 500 employees. Yeah. I've, I don't even I don't know. Remember. I met so yeah. many people. That it's like, don't put a silver spoon in everybody's mouth. Right. Well, it must be nice to have rich parents. You don't know. Yeah. Sometimes people that had rich parents had the worst life. Right. Saying like. If we judge them on their today, we really have no idea what their yesterday looked right. like. And, and so that exposure. Yeah. It will help you develop a, a vision for you. Yes. Yes. And don't make it the same. Yeah. You didn't go there and then come back and be like, okay, wait. Everything Jensen does, that's no. what we're gonna do. No, no. In fact, some of it doesn't match our context at all. Yeah. And some of it is like, ooh, we can take it like this and tweak it like that. And some of it is not for 10 more years. Correct, correct. Some of it is now just a dream. Yeah. It's just a vision. Right. It's just a thing that I understand, okay, this is what we're gonna do mm. when we get there. I want to um, start a, I gotta be real careful. <laughs> I'm like, what are you about to say? I want to start like a midweek prayer time. Yeah. Not every week. Right. Monthly. And not tomorrow. And not tomorrow. Right. But they do it. And yeah. I've wanted to for a while, yeah. but I haven't known how. Right, right, right. Because I don't want to have to write a whole other sermon and it creates all this content, all right. this work for the staff. But they do it. And I got to go. 
I went early enough to go to their Sunday service and their Sunday night prayer service. Not just the, a lot of the guys just came in for the right. podcast recording, you know. But I sat in their prayer service and I watched how this experienced pastor navigated the moment. And it was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. I'm not using it tomorrow. Right. I might not use it for a year, but I've got that prayer service I was in was probably an hour and a half. And I have five pages in my journal. Mm -hmm. And he didn't even preach a message. Right. But I'm, I'm learning and God's speaking to me. Why? Because I put myself somewhere to be exposed so I could get a new vision for me. Yep. Yep. When's the last time that you sat down with someone who is winning at what you want to win at and talk to them? Right. Your mom? When's the last time you talked to a mom who has some kids that grew up and weren't drug addicts? Right. Go and talk to them. Right. When's the last time in your industry that you took somebody from your industry to lunch? I'll never forget, uh, I was at some like, I got invited to some like uh, pyramid scheme thing, okay. like back in the yeah. day, uh -huh. and it was real weird. Okay. So I'm not a fan of pyramid schemes, yeah, but we like, know. <laughs> there were like, you know, people run across the stage and like, yeah, I'm a platinum diamond masterminders. I don't remember what they did. I don't know did. the story, I don't think. Yeah, and so I go, I'm at this thing and they have like all these motivational speakers, yeah. you know? And this guy tells a story, dude, I'll never forget it. He, uh, he's the kind of, he's an, it wasn't Simon Sinek. Right, but he's like, he's a, like a Simon Ted Sinek. Talk, Simon yeah, Sinek yeah, yeah. kind of guy. And he says that he got, uh, now my brain's trying to figure out who it was. Um, anyways, he, he got hired by some company to go in and do like leadership training. Uh -huh. And so they were a sales company mm -hmm. and they have like 500 salesmen right. that work for this company. And so he's going in to inspire all of them. Right. And he says, um, how many of you 500 salesmen know the names of the top three salesmen this year in your company? And all 500 people raise their hand. And then he reads their names. Top three salesmen, name, name, name. And he says, so all of you know who the winners of your company are. And they're all like, yeah. And then he says, how many of you bought them lunch this year? How many of you asked how they're successful? Nobody, and he says, nobody raised their hand. And it, it blew my mind mm -hmm. because we see people who are winning around right. us, but then we don't, um, we don't say nothing to we them. We don't ask them nothing. We don't go and we don't go and ask them anything. We did a whole podcast on, uh, ask a question or yeah. Oh man. I, I don't remember know. What it was called. We'll put it in a corner. Yeah. Ask first or something. And it just was one of those like, wow, he's right. There are 500 salespeople that all know the names of the people who are the best salesmen, but nobody went to get a tip. Right. And how many times do we do that, that we won't just go and learn? Right. Cause we're insecure. We're intimidated or we are unwilling to be humble. One or the other. Huh? Yeah. And you know, it, it's not just in business. Like you said, yeah. like right now we have a couple in our church that are fostering to adopt and they are, they've never been parents before and they have uh, gotten a, a child at a age that is two years old, which is the most difficult age. Right. And right. And they didn't, you don't get nine months of pregnancy to like no, mentally prepare and, and all the things yeah. this just happened to them. Like, all of a sudden and just walking child in our house literally yeah. and so like the amount of times in the last six months that they have texted and just said like hey this is happening can you give us insight what did you do how did that work for you what about your kids and not because they even knew my kids when they were two mm -hmm. they didn't yeah. but they know who my kids are at 16 and 18 yeah. Yeah. and they're like okay you must have done something okay right. uh, or at least experienced this somehow and like my two-year-old is flipping out i've seen your 16 year old flip out so you know how to handle it probably shout out mckinley yeah what's up girl <laughs> uh and so like they uh they have the humility to say we don't know yeah and they're not getting intimidated or insecure to ask they're just like hey can you push us in the right direction. Can you literally, most of the time, it's just, are we screwing this up? Mm -hmm. Should we be doing this better, different, whatever? There's so many opportunities in life from literally parenthood all the way up to 
what you're talking about, serious business, yeah. where we have an opportunity. Uh, you know, Pastor Tim, he talks about how as a kid, he didn't have a dad that taught him about finances and how to manage money and all right. these things. And we have a guy in our church who that he's really successful at that. And he said, I remember he said, I was scared to death. Like I was going to poop my pants. Well, Tim asked him to go like, But go I'm going to go to lunch with him. And yeah. So we asked him to lunch and literally just said, here's all of my... Here's my debt. Here's my I'm income. Here's my things. Can you just tell me what I should do? And you know, his willingness to just sit before, instead of being easily intimidated, you could be by this guy. He said, no, I'm just going to go ask and see if he'll help me. And guess what? He did. And, and we've got it in that we've got to eat the meat and spit out the bones. Correct. Because you're not going to just want to do everything. No. There's plenty of pastors. I mean, I'm talking pastors because that's what I am. Right. Right. And so that's what I look to. And so there's plenty of pastors that I watch and I look to that I don't take everything they say. I don't agree with some of their theology. Right. I don't agree with some of their practices. Right. I don't agree with how flashy some of them are. Right. I don't agree with some of that. But I can eat the meat. Right. That means get the nutrition, get the things that are good get for me. Get the good stuff. And, yeah. and spit out the bones. So like... Maybe you don't like everything about someone's marriage. Right. But you like this. Right. Get a vision for yourself. Right. Yeah. Get a vision for you and your family. Get a vision for your kids. Get, get a vision, man. Nope. Get, a, get a vision. And like, I think that we can spend a lot of time worshiping and we can spend a lot of time praying. Praying is asking God for stuff. Right. You know, God, do it. Right. Help it. Fix right. it. Make me. Do it. Grow me. Blah. But like, when's the last time you just sat down with your journal and said, hey, God, Give me a vision for myself. Yeah. H help me see who I'm supposed to be. You know. What business do you want me to run? Mm-hmm. Yep. But I think it's so good that, like, it can be what you're saying sounds really, like, great. But if you've never done it before, it can be a little overwhelming. Okay. And something you and I have, uh, like, a tool that we've had as young people that we've now used constantly in the church, in, our, in the job that we do is that sometimes getting the vision and the goal for who we are and where we are is, is overwhelming. Okay, instead, hey God, can you give me my next right step? Mm -hmm. What's my next right step? You and I have been intentional last year to really teach that idea, but I think it's really helpful for some people because I've sat with people before who are just like, but if we go here and then we take this job and we do this and then we go there and we do this thing and then what if, I, and then in 15 years, what happens if blah, 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 and they get overwhelmed okay. yeah. by, by the magnanimousness of their decision, their one decision. And mm. I'm like, hey, all you've got to do is take the next right step. Yeah. You don't got to freak out that I want to be this. You're great at that. You're good at, like, I want to see where I'm going. Mm -hmm. But for some people, uh, I think they stall out because that feels so far. Well, I think... Feels that, so big. I think that, I think it has to be both and. Yeah, it has no, to correct. be, get the vision for way out, but then get the, okay, what's the next right step? But if you, but if, if that feels too hard to, I'm saying, for someone like Rachel, who's never even had the idea of getting a vision before. Okay. That is so far and so hard. Right. When she was 20. Yeah. She could have not. There's no way she could see. I want to get my master's degree and be a Spanish teacher extraordinaire that loves right. kids and helps point them to Jesus. And right. There's no way. No. But what do I want to do? The next right step is I want to graduate from college. Yeah. I want to be able to now be a teacher. I want to be able to love some kids. Like the bite, next right bite, step. Bite-sized vision. Yeah. Some people need bite-sized vision and that's okay. That doesn't make you bad. It just makes you different. Yeah. It's just different. It's a well, different. And as you grow that muscle. Correct. You need it will to get start, easier. You need to start pushing it. Yeah. Yeah. Push it. So it's not just, okay, in the next year, yep. but really getting a vision for yourself of what you feel like God's telling you to do. Yeah. And it might not be And some of those, some of those are think about it and let God speak. Some of those are a like literal impartation vision that God's right, going right, to give right, you right. of you doing something in the future. But or if you don't ask. Something. Yeah. You might not receive like that's literally what it is. Cause like you knew that God had called Absolutely. you to something while you were slinging perfume at a mall. Absolutely. For sure. But you, but there was a, there, it's painful. Correct. It's painful to get a vision. The vision God has for me is painful. When I think about it, oh, I had to sit up because this is, yeah, this is about to shift, but in a good way. When Go. I think about it, it's painful because yeah. it feels so far Well, and, it's, and it feels like I'm so inadequate and I'm not actually good enough to get to the thing that he has dropped in my mind's eye, but it's about that next right step. It's about getting the vision in bite-sized pieces. But in that, 
so, so that's the next, like to me, the next piece of that is once you can get your next right step and once you can get your big vision, it will help you make some of the hard decisions. I think Truth. that so when you're unwilling to get a vision, when you're unwilling to even see the next right step, then you stay in complacency because it's hard. Can it I, is sacrificial okay, when to push you, into more. Now, you don't have to answer this and we can edit it out. But when you were working selling perfume, yeah, how much were you making? Uh, in a, oh, in a year? I don't know. $17 an hour, $18 an hour, $22 an hour. It depended on what company I was working for, what okay, day. But what do you think but, that over a year? 50 grand, 60 grand, okay, depending 50 grand. on a year. Okay. Yeah, depending so, on the job. Whitney was making 50 grand, yeah. which is not bad money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Selling that stuff. That was probably the end. I was trying to remember. I'm like, I don't remember okay. all the way. 50 grand. Yeah. Then I come along. <laughs> I was like, oh, wait, I forgot. Oh, you're about to do this. Then okay. I come this along. Is what, this is what's happening. Winnie and I start working together. <laughs> yeah. And I make Winnie a job offer. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. To come on full time as a pastor at our church. Yeah. And I took, Rachel and I took her and Aaron to make a Forgot about that. Uh, yeah. Took her and Aaron to make scenes, and I cast the vision <laughs> of what I want her to do and what I see the future to be. And I have a piece of paper folded up like a mobster movie. I get and embarrassed I, when you tell us, not because no, it's embarrassing what you're about to say. It, I get embarrassed because it makes me sound like, oh yeah, I'm just so holy. No, no that's listen. not how I felt. I felt like, holy crap, really? I've worked this long from Let me this, wrap it up I here. Know, go, go, go. Okay, so I've got the piece of paper. Go. And I, I slide it across the table and I say, I want you to come work full time at the church. I offered her $10,000. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's all we could pay. Yeah, that's true. It's all we had and barely. I was offering her a job you on were doing faith. On, yeah, on faith. Because we don't have no money. Why did she say yes? Yeah, well. The reason she said yes is because she had a vision in her mind of who she knew God was calling her to be. So she was able to make this scary sacrificial step out of 50 grand a year yeah, yeah, yeah. into less, but because she knew it was the more yeah. God was calling her no, to. No, you're right, you're and right. And without the vision, you would have said no. Yeah. And without, you're right. and if you would have said no, you're still slaying us some perfume. Yeah, you're right. No, you're right. I'm saying like, we, no. if we don't have the vision, we, we aren't ready to take the step. Pause. No, that's actually probably not true. Because I'm sitting here thinking about it. Wh which part? I wouldn't still be probably slinging perfume. Here's why. The things sometimes that hold us back are the comfortability of where we are. And so I probably would have been for the next year or two. But the climate of that job has drastically changed in the last five to 10 years. Uh, and so what once was a lucrative oh, job, hmm. what once was comfortable, the been. boss I had, it changed. The company I worked for got sold to another place. It would have got worse. It would have got worse. COVID came. Like, that's why it's really hard for me. Even I was trying to remember because I worked, I worked it so long. I started at one point and I worked my way all the way up. And I was at a real, the, the honest truth is, and that's why I get embarrassed. I was at a really comfortable place for like the, for like the, that year and a half before I said yes to the church that I had worked really hard to get to. And it was in that, that I really did have an internal struggle. Like we don't always talk about it, but like I said, yes, but internally was saying, holy crap, I can't believe I'm saying yes to this. For sure. Because it was like, really, are you really going to give this up? You've worked from a 20 something year old kid with no college degree, literally schlepping perfume and, and proving yourself over and over again to this spot. And what's funny is in my humanness, I didn't want to let go of that because for me at that moment, it was right. the most money I ever made. It was the most uh, comfortable in my role I'd ever been. It 100%. was the highest level of like my job I'd ever achieved. And yet, what I now look back on and see is the downfall of that industry over the last five years yeah. because of COVID, because of the fact that everybody orders everything online now, yeah. because of so many things. The number things, of knockoffs and all, all the things. All these yeah. things. That everybody like, has a perfume now. I just, I want to say all that because I'm like, how many of us are holding on to something we think is comfortable, Good God. but we actually don't know that it's God about to die. Yeah, is actually trying to transition us from where we are to where he wants us, but because of fear, we won't let go of it and really God knows yeah. that that thing's about to fall apart. So the reason that you are now 
doing what you're doing yeah. is because you had vision for yourself, yeah. but you found somebody who had vision for them too. Correct. Correct. Because you did not say yes to 10,000. No. You said yes to me. Yeah. To, to You said yes to the vision of what we could do. Right. To where I knew God was taking us, where I knew you were willing to take both the organization also to take me. I trusted you enough right. that you weren't going to just use me and throw right. me out when you were done with me. Like all no, we of still these... got like another two years till that happens. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, <laughs> uh, but like, just kidding. Real, her heart, her heart falls through the like, chair. I'm already done with all that trauma. No, I'm just kidding. But like for real, like all of these pieces that came into play. And I think if you don't have what you're saying, if you don't have the vision for that, but it's not just vision, yeah, man, it's not just vision for yourself, but it's, it's a multi-layer vision. When you start getting vision for the future, you can start having multi, multi what is the word? Like multi-dimensional vision? No, we have that to have multi-dimensional vision. That allows you to go, okay, but even if this leap isn't correct, yeah. I'm gonna land where I'm supposed to land because yeah. I'm in this multi-dimensional space. Well, it's, mul it's multi—it's the Spider Verse. Yes. Yeah, Spider Verse. <laughs> so it's multi-dimensional vision because we are multi-dimensional people. Correct. I am a leader. I am a pastor. I'm a father. I'm a husband. I'm a friend. I have a bank account, and I live in a physical body that gets fat and skinny. Right. Mostly fat. I am a multi-dimensional. No, shout out to you. You yeah, are actually better. at the lowest weight you've ever been. Since, it, since you've lived in Mansfield, Texas. Yeah, yeah. Shout out true. to you. That's I'm true. proud of you. You're Thank doing you. a great job. Keep going. So uh, we have to have a vision for all of those dimensions. Right. What kind of dad do I want to Correct. be? Right. My kids are going to graduate. They're going to be out of my house in a decade. We've yeah. only got 10 more summers. Yeah. What kind of dad do I want to be? Yeah. What kind of husband do I want to be? We're funny because we're talking about multidimensional vision, but what we're really talking about is we have to have a consistent pros and cons list of our life is really what it is. I mean, not really, but the truth is like you and I are able to build pros and cons lists for, for decisions we make this quick because we've been working in this multidimensional like vision for years now. Yeah. We've been saying, okay, but how does that align here, here, mm. here, here? And then the other part that we've gotten better at is when the vision changes. Sometimes we have vision for ourselves. We see where we're going, but it goes like this. Oh, I've been having vision for that for 36 acres. Stop. I've been having vision. What? I've been having vision. Yeah. And then when it adjusts and when it shifts, if we're not willing to go, oh, but multidimensionally, because how many people do you know who are stuck because they're stuck on one vision that they saw? Mm, me. Me. I got stuck. It's get your plan off the throne. Yeah. I thought I'm going to do it like this. I'm going to do it like that. And then I'm going to have this opportunity and this door's going to open up and we get stuck in that. There's only one lane. Yeah. There's 30 lanes and they're not all for cars. There's bikes and boats and airplanes. It's you really you can get to God can get you to where he wants you to get fast. Yeah. He just needs you to see far enough ahead to believe in yourself that you can get there wherever that is. Yeah. And so it might shift, it might change. I'm just saying, you and I both have done like this over the last five years. So when I first felt a call to ministry, yeah. I uh, had a scholarship to an engineering college mm -hmm. and I thought I was gonna go be an engineer. Right. And then God started really putting in my heart, no, I've called you to aim the light. It's like, what do you spoke to me? You know, yeah. You're gonna aim the light, okay. Well, I thought I was gonna be a youth evangelist because this is what I had kind of been exposed to. Correct. I had went to youth camps and these different things and seen these guys that travel the country and they preach to teenagers. And I thought, okay, God, this is the vision for my life. There's this guy named Ken Hubbard. I don't even know he's alive anymore. He was an old guy back then who came and preached the youth camp that changed my life. I'm going to be like Ken Hubbard. This is what I'm going to do. So now this is the vision of my life. And Ken Hubbard had a big RV that he drove around the country. You know, like a big yeah. recreational vehicle. I big thought it was Reggie Dabbs. Hotel, no, big <laughs> hotel room on wheels. And so, I mean, Reggie was a part no, of it. No, I know. Yeah. I just didn't ever know. And that so name. I think I'm going to be Ken Hubbard. I'm going to buy an RV. I'm going to drive around the country. And so then I'm like, okay, well, I got to go to Bible college. So I go to Bible college to learn how to be a youth evangelist. But I can't find a local youth evangelist who can mentor me. And I'm not good at college, so I can't travel with somebody and still pass my classes. So I just found a church that had a big focus on evangelism. Hmm. 
and on outreach. So I go and I get plugged into the local church. And in the local church, I learn something. I learn it's easy to get people to raise their hands to accept Jesus. That's the easiest part of the job because it's the good news. Jesus already did the hard part. We just have to tell the story. But I realize that what really is beneficial is the local church. Right. That if we can really create community and disciple people and give them opportunity to plug in and use their gifts and really get planted there, they can flourish. Yeah. So my, what you're saying is this one vision, I matured into its realignment. Correct. And I never wanted to be a lead pastor ever. No. Right. I wanted to be a youth pastor. I wanted to be a, a secondary guy supporting a vision. Yeah. And when you asked me to come and work, the job you asked me to come and do was a communications director right. to help make sure that all the communications of the church were in alignment, that that was like what would work and how it would sound and the words and the grammar and the pieces. Yeah. And though that is still a giant piece of my job, yeah, it is only scratch the surface of what I actually am doing now. Right. And we didn't even all the way know what Whitney's, all I could do is write a job description within my understanding. Correct. I had never actually seen what we are. Right. No. I hadn't, I've seen women preachers that are wives, but I hadn't seen a woman right. in ministry in the capacity that you are. Right. And so God has been realigning my vision. Right. For you, realigning your vision for you. Right. Really and the good. truth is, the truth is for like, just to speak to it, like, it is it was very scary even to say yes to that because it wasn't what i saw okay go there it was when i remember because you and i had a meeting first so we had a meeting with aaron and rachel and you and i but we also had a meeting at a coffee shop first remember no but that, where me. you brought me the job description first. Oh, oh, oh. You said, I want you to think about this, pray about this, then we're going to have dinner and I'm going to like really talk oh, to you oh, about oh, this. Okay. Uh, and I remember when you slid it across, I was like, oh, huh. Yeah, a little offended or like disappointed. Yeah. yeah. Like, huh, that's not what I thought he was going to ask me to do. Because weirdly, I had a vision for this, but not clear, just foggy vision yeah. of like, no, I'm supposed to help you more than that. I'm supposed to do something more yeah, than this. But, it, but, but instead of getting offended, I was just like, okay. Well, see, because God will figure that out. God will figure that out because my vision was not yet. My vision was based in something I had seen somewhere else. Right. So I hired this other guy that I went to Bible college with and I thought he's the executive because that's what I've seen. Everything I've seen is a power male leader with a... um. Uh, a, a secondary male leader. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I thought that's what I'm going to need. Right. And so, like, I couldn't even have proper vision, yeah. or even hear God for what He had for you, yeah. Because I thought I already got this part figured out. Right. I'm saying, like, yeah. The if you but it, but if you don't have a future vision, you can't even align it. Correct. That's what I'm saying. Throw and it I out didn't there, man. Have enough vision to see. Okay, here's what God has for me, and enough vision to see. Oh, here's what God has for him. Like that. Mm -hmm. Like I cared for you enough to know. Like, oh, God's taking him places. Like, uh, God's got things in store. Oh, He's got vision for where this house is going and what we're gonna do. Okay. I'll say yes, even though it doesn't look like what I think it's supposed to look like. Because what happens is sometimes we well, won't take the next right step because it doesn't look like the final step. It's Tyler. Yes. Tyler's doing it right now. Tyler's the greatest example of taking the next right step, even when it doesn't look at all like what your vision is. Tyler's a guy on our staff team that is over our facilities yeah. He he literally takes out the trash. He sets up the chairs. He wipes down things. He re he like resets rooms from because we have a bunch of multi-purpose spaces. But the dude is called to more. Oh, so much more. And we see what he's called to. It's just right now the need that we have and the yeah. paycheck that I've got. Right. Is that job? And he's saying yes to that <clears throat> job because he understands that leads to mm -hmm. the vision he has for himself. Yep that what he wants to do with his life, this is just the next right step. And guess what? It's not glamorous. No. Nope. It's not glamorous. But it's building him so strongly into who he's called to be that he doesn't know what we were talking about him behind his back last night because we were watching him not only serve in the capacity of his job, but then go above and beyond and lead someone else alongside him. That dude has never 
It's not true that he hasn't ever had a bad day, but he's never allowed his bad day to affect anybody around him. He leads with such a pure heart in every moment. And it's because he really sees, hey, God is taking me, God's in charge. That's the other part. He trusts that God's in charge of his future, not that you and I are, Right. which is a huge piece of of that vision of understanding God's going to take you to it, not man. But then he knows he's in a safe enough place, in a trustworthy space, yeah. that he trusts the vision of where we're saying, hey, trust us, we're taking you somewhere, yeah. it's just gonna be a minute. And we just expanded some of that responsibility for yeah, him. Yeah, absolutely. In a, in a big, like a, in like a, yeah. I'm not letting you do this if I don't trust you. Right, right. But, but only because his heart came through setting but, up chairs. But there've been so many other people right. before that couldn't wait. Yeah. Just another month. Oh man. Just another minute. The last time we talked about this, we got so much hate mail. It was crazy. <laughs> we did? Yeah. Oh, well, People get mad about it. Well, because haters watch. Haters are motivated. <laughs> Go listen to somebody else. If you don't like me, don't listen to me anymore. Yeah, it's okay. It's a waste of your time. Right. Go it's listen just to somebody you that mad, you, and that's not what our go, heart for you is. Go listen is, to somebody that you respect. You if you right. don't respect me, go listen that's to someone okay. else. Uh, but it's true. And what I love is that Tyler is just he's leading by example because what this next generation needs is to see that that's the way to do it. Yeah. Okay. We're already at 51 minutes. Oh dang. This is fast, but we've got to give some homework. Okay. Now it's a big deal. It's a big deal that you do this one. What do we tell them to do? (laughs) I'm thinking of everybody from across the board. Well, Well, I got one more story to tell though. Okay. Well, <laughs> I have a friend that I grew up with that I had this conversation with eight years ago. Okay. And I was telling him the vision for my life, mm-hmm. what I wanted to do. He said, yeah, man, I have a vision for my life. He says, I visualize it every morning. It's kind of like some uh, yoga stuff. You know what I'm saying? And he's- Manifestation and he, stuff. Manifestation. And he says to me, he says, I envision myself walking out of my beach house, out onto a dock wearing a white linen shirt unbuttoned with a big Rolex watch with a plane that has those um, yep. things they can, can land, land on, on water, water with a plane landing <laughs> and it lands and I put out my hand and my wife comes to my side and she's carrying my briefcase and we get on the plane and I fly to one of my and like it was the douchiest can I say word douche? You did. It was the douchiest. <laughs> I want to smack your Jersey Shore vision right out of your mouth. Like <laughs> Jersey Shore. I don't even know what it, right, I, I was right, like, right, right. Ugh, like that's, you want to be a male Kardashian? Like this is your, this is the mm. vision board for your life. You didn't talk about your kids. Yeah. It's not that deep. You didn't talk about your children. Yeah, what? You're talking about your linen shirt and your, your, he had a name for his roll. I don't even remember what it was. I'm like, dude, uh, we're not talking about get a vision for your Rolex. This is not a dream board, vision board. No, I'm not. Don't, don't go. Don't, this is not like a high school project where you cut out a picture of a Lexus in a magazine and glue no, it on a poster board. That's right. so what I'm talking about. I'm talking about get a vision for who you are. Right. Actual purpose your, for your life. Your emotional health, your right. mental health, your confidence, <laughs> the, 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 the leadership that God gives you to help influence other people's lives. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, that's super important. It's super good. <laughs> don't no. So don't don't take a picture of your Cadillac and send it to us and be like, I got a vision. No, you no, know. No, that's not know. a vision. I used to know a lady who had a picture of a brand new Honda on her fridge, and that's what she would say every day that God was gonna give her this Honda. And I'm like, girl, the only way God's gonna give you this Honda is you get out and work a job right. and pay for it yourself. Okay. That's we're the way you can to, do it. We're about okay. to go a whole, whole the, the Bible tells us to write the vision down and make it plain. Yes, please. And so the the best greatest thing you need to do is to write out, I think the best way to start is to write a one year, five year, ten year plan. Okay. Like for me anyways, that sometimes is as far out as we can see in this season. Hundred. So in 10 years, like you go to a job interview, it's one of the things, where do you see yourself in five years? And that used to tick me off because I used to think I don't have a good answer for that, but it's because I was seeing it maybe through those, maybe through dream board vision goggles. But when you're willing to go, oh, in 10 years, here's where I know God will take me. Here's where I want my family to be. Here's where I want my children to be. For me, here's where I want my grandchildren to be maybe in 10 years. Like in five years, here's where I want my family to be. Here's where I want to be uh, in my job, in my life, in my purpose, in my emotional health. And then one year, you know, 
the one year is literally the next right step. I'm not talking about next right step, like what am I gonna have for breakfast tomorrow? No. I'm talking about what is your next right step? No, you can the, break it down to 90 day goals. Yeah, for sure. But that's a whole that's other. The, but, but the way to get to your one year goal is in bite sized 90 day steps. And so write it down, make it plain, and then share it with somebody else. You know, yeah. when you got that first vision for the church, when you became lead pastor and you wrote out, I think it was five, maybe 10 years, uh, that you wrote out a lot of what you felt. And now it's shifted and changed, but a lot of it stayed the same. Yeah. And at least the heart of it is the same. And yeah. so like being able to share it with some people around you that are not going to bash your vision, Laugh but to come it. alongside your vision, to help and cheer and support your vision and to encourage you on the yeah. days you wanna quit. Cause we all, if we're tugging into more for real, there's gonna be a day we wanna quit. Yeah. And having people that can go, no, 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 remember? Here's where yeah. you're going. So one year, five year, 10 year, and then I think that you need to put some specifics on your list of what you want you to look like. Mm. Not just physically. So I went to go see Jensen, right? Yep. And so I watched him preach and he's a great preacher, but I feel for me, I have a very different communication style. So I did not, I, I did not take anything from his preaching that I want. Right, right. But do you know what he did when he was done preaching? What? He went and stood in the lobby for 20 minutes and met first time guests. Mm -hmm. Man, I want to get better at that. Yeah. I want to do that. So now when I, when I close my eyes and I see Trustin in 45, I see myself doing something different. It means we got to change the culture of our church. Right. It means we've got to change the culture of a couple leadership pieces. Right. It means a couple, it means a couple things. Um, but so I took that. Mm-hmm. So who are the people that have attributes that you want to pull something from? It's really good. And then identify, explain, write down what those attributes are. Do not just get a picture of Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> be like, I'm going to be like, no, I'm, listen, I'm never going to look like the rock. No, he's, not right. my, he's not on my vision board. He's yeah. not on my vision board. Do you remember that movie, uh, Italian Job? Yeah, with a, yeah. And the guy steals the money. Yeah. And all he does is buy all the things that all the other guys oh, yeah. were He's saying they wanted with the money. Yeah. Like, don't steal somebody else's vision. Yeah. Your vision for you is for you. And yeah. it and it it doesn't mean that it has to match up to somebody else's. Somebody yeah. else's might be like, whoa, shoot for the moon. And yours might be that you want a healthy home that's peaceful and you want your mortgage paid off by the time you retire. Yeah. And that is a great vision. Yeah. You, you can't compare your visions and think, oh, mine's not good enough. No, whatever it is God's called you to, run at that. And then the thing is, as you run at it, he's going to give you more. Jensen invited us to his house. Yeah. And so we went and had lunch at his house. And then he said, hey, who wants to go see a movie? I was like, I'll go see a movie with right. this mentor. So we go to a movie. And can I tell you, that dude just walked up in some joggers and a t-shirt and a ball cap like he's not famous. Right. He didn't have security guards. Right. Like all these other mega church pastors that I've rubbed elbows with. Right. He just walked. And I'm saying like there's attributes of what I saw in him that I'm like, I want that for I'm me. I'm going to steal that. I'm right. going to steal that. I'm going to implement right. that. That's now a new vision thing that I'm going right. to push into my that life. so good. And so what do you want to become, man? What do you want to become? Yeah. And it makes me upset because sometimes I feel like I believe in people in our church more than they believe in them. Yeah. I'm starting, to, I'm starting to get a little mad about it's it. The whole reason we're doing this podcast for real is because as you're talking about it, right. as we've been talking about, uh, we're in a series called Holy Shift that once you get off the throne, there's a shift that has to happen in you. And we're talking about the idea that like, man, why won't people make that holy shift? Why won't they step into everything God has for them? Why won't they do it? And sometimes it's just they can't see it. They really can't see for themselves all uh, that God has for them. You and I had a meeting with a couple back at our Matlock building. Yeah. So this is like five years ago. And this guy, he wouldn't get a consistent job. Yeah, He just couldn't seem to pull it together. He yeah. had a record and a history. And I remember in that meeting getting mad at him and pounding on the table and telling him what he was, right. what he could do, yeah. what he could step into. Quit painting yourself for what you did when you were 20. Step into what God had. I was mad at him. Yeah. And he's finally started it a year ago. Mm, right. A year ago. A year. It's five years ago. Yeah. And I've been I've been banging on the table every time I see him. Mm. Come on, man. Yeah. And he's doing it now. Yeah. He's got a real job. Yeah. He's got real income coming into his life. Mm. And he walks with his head higher than he ever has. Right. In his whole life. He's proud of himself now. This guy's old enough to be my dad. 
and he got it. Mm -hmm. But I had to believe in him long before he'd believe in himself. And I just, I don't even know how to articulate that all the way. No. I wish that you could just believe in you how God believes in you. Yeah. Because if you could believe in you how God believes in you, you could get a vision for your life. Right. Yeah, but it's why, it's why community is so important. It's yeah. why allowing yourself to be put in places of um, what you just talked about, exposure of others who've been there. Because, because for this couple that has this new baby, I know you didn't have nine Separate months. couples. Oh, different. Sorry. Yeah. For the couple I was talking about before yeah. that has this new baby girl. I know you didn't have nine months. I know she came to you in a different way than you originally planned, but I see who you are already. Mm -hmm. You're already tender, caring people. You're already mother and father to so many. And like allowing yourself to be in places where people will speak life into you and those exposure places. Jensen this last weekend spoke life into you yep. about something you've been insecure about and thinking you weren't doing correctly. Yeah. And he was able to go, no, bro, you just did the thing you're asking about. Right. And it shifted to something in you that you realized, oh yeah, I'm, do I'm doing it better than I thought I was. Yeah, I asked a question in the podcast. We'll clip it later because it's not released yet and we'll put it in an episode. Yeah, and, and uh, seven years ago when you stepped into lead pastor, there were times that I believed in you more than you believed. hundred percent. There were times I was like, no, wait a minute. That's not who you are. Here's yeah. who you are. And, yeah. and, and here's who you're going to be. Yeah. And there were times for, for me that you believed in me more than I believed in me about certain things. And we had to rattle that for each other in moments and go, no, wait, let me expose you. Yes, you can. Let me expose you to who you're going to be. And yeah. we have to, once we write the vision down, make it plain, then we can allow other people into it that can help push us into more, but we have to be willing to receive it one year, five year, 10 year, um, list of people that are inspiration, yeah. a part of their life. And if you don't have them, go find some. Yeah. If you're like, I don't know anybody, I don't have a name that is a person right. who inspires me. Don't expose yourself. Right. Get a coffee date. Go meet with somebody. Go just to hang out. Go creep them on the internet. Go. I don't know. Right. Go, no, it's true. Go, go and go and find somebody. And if you get rejected, try again. Try again. You've tried to find mentors before and gotten rejected. Oh, bro. Burned. Yeah. Burned. Like we've all tried to reach out to people and oh, they're going to come and oh, they're going to be my friend or oh, they're going to help me or oh, they're going to, and they, and they haven't. They say, don't meet your heroes. Yeah. Sometimes no, people suck. Sometimes people are the worst, but sometimes you come across people that you're just blown away that they're willing to actually just give you great wisdom. One of our mentor pastors, uh, pastor John McKenzie has met with us twice in the last week. Yeah. This man has an incredible organization, four campuses incredible church and has been willing to every time before we've driven to him because hello we're honoring him but he's come to us the last How come i because well, we got some stuff happening because some some reasons why he had to come to us but he's come to us twice yeah in the last week why because he was the right yes yeah he was the right mentor to say yes to yeah. us at this local level and even though he surprised us by being that one yeah uh it took a few times where you and i got rejected or got pyramid schemed. We'd be in meetings thinking that peace, people were loving us. Yeah. And instead they'd say, actually, if you'll sign up for this program, I'll yeah. be your mentor. Yeah. And instead this dude is yeah. like, I'll just love you and take care of you. So keep trying. Don't get upset if you get rejected. Don't get insecure. Don't get intimidated. Get inspired. Get a vision for your more. That's right. And believe that you can do everything God drops in your heart. Yep. Love and, we, and we can't oh. wait. We, we can't wait to celebrate you. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we can't wait to celebrate you. I was talking to a mentor pastor years ago. And he has all these guys. He talked about how, <clears throat> are we going too long or am I okay? Oh, yeah, that's right. I thought talked, you were saying we got to wrap no, it up. So it's uh, he, 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 this pastor was talking about how his wife got a vision. Uh, his wife got the big inspiration that they wanted to build a house, like a big house for women that um, didn't have abortions but kept the baby and oh, needed yeah. a place to live. Yeah. And so they wanted to essentially build like an apartment complex, hotel, right. Uh, not a halfway house, but what's it called? Like a, a place yeah, for yeah. these women a to live. House. A, a safe house. And so, so she gets real excited about it and gets a whole plan. And so he takes up an offering on a Sunday for this and brings in one offering, $3 million. Wow. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, wait, wait a second. This dude just brought in more than our entire annual budget. Right. In one offering. And so at the end of his teaching, he says, are there any questions? So I shoot my hand up and I said, where did you get those people? How did you get people to go to your church who have the financial capacity to give that much money? You know what his answer was? Yeah. I grew them. So good. And it started to shift some stuff in me. Yeah.
Because the, before that, you were thinking, we just got to get a couple millionaires. We just, we just gotta, need where to do we find get them? Let's go people. find them. Listen, let me tell you what God's going to do in more church. He's going to grow them. That's right. He already has been. He already has been. Yeah. He's going to grow you. You have a business idea that you've been too afraid to start, and you're going to start it, and you're going to be faithful, and you're going to give sacrificially out of it. He's going to bless you beyond what you can even comprehend. And someday we're going to take our offering, and $3 million are going to come in. That's true. And we're going to go and use it to change people's lives. Come on. I'm just saying, but if you don't believe that for you, then you can't get there. Yep. You got to believe it. All right. Now I'm done. All right. We love you guys. And we can't wait, like you said, to celebrate your more, uh, share it, post about it, talk about it, but then let us know what God's doing and the more that you are stepping into. Maybe let us know the vision that he's spoken to you. We'd love to hear about it. We want to hear about it and celebrate it. Don't miss this coming Sunday. You better get your butt there. You better be there. 10 a.m. <laughs> Willie Pig Auditorium. Oh, this is episode 96? I don't know. Ni 97? 97. Oh, man, we got to figure out. We got to figure Episode 100's coming. I don't know. We might not even do anything. We're going to do something. Oh, well, we're party hats. Even if we just hats. buy a cake. <laughs> we'll bring Tiffany to beat up a pinata. That's right. Love y'all. See ya.